0: yo 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 what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the game ball podcast with you know of course the host and you know creator of the game ball podcast matt samantia i thank you guys for listening to this episode hope you enjoyed my other one uh again i hope you enjoyed the interview with robert hunt that i released if you guys haven't been able to check that out go listen great interview nice guy funny guy awesome person overall so make sure to check that out but on this this episode we got a lot of stuff to talk about uh mainly though it's this is a basketball episode it's just about basketball, only about basketball. That's all we're talking about. Predominantly basketball, I guess. That should be the title of it, right there. But uh, we're gonna be talking about the NBA trade deadline, some potential free agents that are available that that uh, can sign with a new team or might be bought out. And then we have a great interview with D. Beckwith, who's a four-star athlete who just recruit or who just signed with the University of Tennessee. Uh, to play both football and basketball. He has some great insight on University in Tennessee, why he chose that college, uh, what he's going to be able to bring to the table, and how he can help make them into a national contender both in football and basketball. So, again, that interview will be at the end of the show, but make sure to check it out. But yeah, of course, you can listen to everything, right? So, we're going to start off with the trade deadline, some free agent candidates, and then the interview. But yeah, the trade deadline was wild. All right, like, like I know there were some crazy ones before, but this was probably one. This is this was a pretty wild one. A couple, a couple. Like the reason why I say this is because the trades that went down were big. If you understand the game of basketball, in the sense that if you're not gonna be like seeing like oh stars that at name or star to a name like I'll obviously star, but when you see Andre Drummond to the Cavs or Marcus Morris to the Eclipse, you might not, if you're just a a, a regular basketball fan you might just see him be like oh whatever. But if, like, you know, a casual fan. But if you're, like, in- into it, you understand it, you know how important and how big these trades were. So th- I'm going to be talking about the five, in my eyes, the five big trades um, that went down, including the four-team trade, a couple smaller trades, and then a couple smaller trades, and how they might really help boost a team more than what you might have expected of when you first saw it. So the first... Uh, The first trade that I am going to be discussing is the one that went down between the Clippers and the Knicks. Marcus Morris went to the Los Angeles Clippers in exchange for Mo Mo Harkley's and a first round pick as well as a second round pick. The Clippers lucked out, they got a great piece to add to this team, they added a score. The reason why I like this move a lot is because they're known for their defense, right? They got Patrick Beverly at point, defender. They got Kawhi Leonard, great defender. Paul George, great defender. Montrezl Harrell, great defender. You know, they have good shooting. They have Landry Shaman, who's, who's good, but he hasn't been great this season. They have Lou Williams, who's still a great sixth man. But I think he's kind of a... not. He hasn't had as great of a season as he usually does. Um, and so they added a really great third-scoring player. You know, Marcus Morris was... Uh, Averaging 19 points per game this season with the Knicks. He's gonna be a great addition to this team to pair up alongside, you know, players like uh you know, Kawhi, like I said, and Paul George to really help spread out the court and get some buckets. And he adds an edge to this team. Like he's like the next closest thing to Patrick Beverly when it comes to trying to get at least trying to get into people's heads. He's very he's very emotional. I guess I guess in a way he's almost opposite of him. You like, can get in your head. But, like, he's very emotional, and you can get into his head. <laughs> Long story short is you do not want to mess with this team, all right? Because they're, they're going to come at you. Um, but I love the addition. He's going to add some great scoring. And for the Knicks, I like it. He was on an expiring contract. You know, he wanted to play for the Clippers, so he gets to go there. But he was on an expiring contract. They got Mo Harcliffe, who's on a decent contract, making about eight mil per year for the next couple of years, um, who's a great piece that could add, you know, Great depth, at least at the very least, for them probably a starter. They get a first round pick and a second round pick out of it. They can add some youth, and that's why I like this move a lot because they got rid of an expiring contract. They weren't winning any games, so why try to win even more with him? So get rid of him. So that's why I like the move. Uh, so I think the Clippers are going to benefit a lot off of this. The next one was Cleveland and the, the Detroit Pistons. Cleveland got Andre Drummond. The Pistons got crap. They didn't even get a. They, you know, how people say like, oh, you traded him for a freaking bag of chips and a soda. But they didn't even get a bag of chips and a soda. They didn't even get a soda. They got like a half a sip and a rotten apple. I I don't even know what they got, bro. It was crap what they got. They got John Henson, Brandon Knight, and a second rounder. I know Andre Drummond was an expiring contract, but my goodness. My goodness. You got Andre Drummond for that? That's what you gave up? That's what you got after you gave up for him? Like You guys could have gotten at least a first rounder. They could have gotten one, at least a first-rounder. Maybe not those players, but a first-round pick for Andre Drummond, happy, smooth sailing. He's on an expiring deal. You know, I don't know why Cleveland said, oh, let's go to Andre Drummond and keep him on our team. Bro, why? Maybe they want to. Now, here's the reason why. Okay. So, I think the Pistons got absolutely robbed. They got fleeced. It was horrible straight for them. But in Cleveland's eyes, here's my only thinking behind it. I don't like the move. They're not going to be competitive. But the reason why, the only thing that makes me think, ah, oh, could be kind of decent. He's a better center than Tristan Thompson, right? Better center. Could they resign to a max? Yeah, I'm sure they could. But the reason why I like this move is they have two very young guards and Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. So to have Andre Drummond and Kevin Love, two veteran leaders, great frontcourt players, can get rebounds, can uh, post up, get some easy passes in for Colin Sexton and Darius Garland that uh, need to develop their passing, it's a great addition, you know, get them for half a season. Improve their players, it'll be totally worth it They get off of a bad contract with John Henson And Brandon Knight, they have a give up A second rounder, but these contracts, I mean, they're not Players that are going to be making a huge difference to anybody So I like, so in, it, When you when you look at it in that, uh, in that way Then it looks like it is a good Move, it's a smart move um, By uh, Cleveland To acquire Andre Drummond, and who Knows if that's what their plan is, but if that is Great idea, and with the Pistons, they got fleeced, like I said, terrible trade Whatever, moving on uh, the third trade was the Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors. So, with this trade, this was one of the bigger trades, all right? Because when you look at it right here, when you see it, um, you know, this is a, the big trade, I guess you could say, at the deadline, the biggest one that went down. So, the Timberwolves, they got D'Angelo uh, Russell, I should, I should say, Amari Spellman, and Jacob Evans. The uh, Warriors got Andrew Wiggins a first and a second. And uh, it was a good trade. So. <laughs> So, I got a little distracted. I was looking at something. I got to say, hey, you know, Instagram, it can be very captivating. I don't usually go on it when I was, uh, when I recorded my podcast. I try to stay fully invested in my podcast, you know, read everything, get my notes written down. But I was looking at something, you know, somebody requested to follow me on Instagram. I'd take a look at it. That's all. No, you know, nothing crazy or anything, bro. So, so, I lost a train of thought right there. But with this trade, right, you got the Timberwolves, okay? And they got d Everybody's hyping up D'Lo. I love D'Lo to death. Great player. Do I think he would have made the Timberwolves into a playoff team? Hell yeah. Pair him up with Andrew Wiggins and Kat, right? Great trade. You know, that's why I was hoping he would have signed there instead of doing this weird, stupid sign-in trade that the Warriors smart, smartly did. But t- stupid, right? I wish it didn't happen. But he would have been a great fit with them. Made him into, I think, a top four, top five Western Conference team. But here's the thing. Wiggins was traded. Wiggins is gone. D'Lo, hot take right here. Everybody's hyping up D'Lo and Cap. Hot take: the Timberwolves are still. If they improve, it will be by maybe two games. They will have little to no improvement of when they whether had whether they had Wiggins or D'Lo. All right, because they were just lacking a third star, a third player of productivity. You know, Wiggins. You could say like, oh well, he wasn't really a star. Well, he was. He was doing pretty well. He got a hot. He got off hot this season cat little soft right but he's a good player um and wiggins i feel like if you threw dulo in there wiggins will get open so much more and score so many more times as a third option deal as the second option is crazy all right with there being a third option you have to keep an eye on and then cat obviously the first one first option posting up taking away all the big men uh, so it would have been wild great team but that's not what happened the warriors got wiggins in return I love the move for the Warriors to have Wiggins. I like Andrew Wiggins. I think that he could fit great in the scheme. I think they can develop him extremely well. Um, I'm afraid, though, he might be like, I don't want to say, he's like the better version of Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is a poor man's version of Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins can guard better. So I think it's a great move. Uh, I think he would be, if you if you want to rate him for doing it by freaking like 2K standards, I think Wiggins has a possibility of going into an 88 to 90 overall player type of range once like next season turns around. But apparently, the, and I think that'd be a great piece for them to have, right? You know, pair up with James Wiseman. But apparently, that's not what's going to happen. Apparently, the Warriors want to trade him away, get a player. Now, here's my thing. Here's my thinking. Here's, let me just, I have a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas circling around. So, let me just... Summarize and just give a good explanation of what I here's my whole take on it all. All right, I'll go player by player, team by team. We'll start with the Timberwolves. Jacob Evans, underrated, can be a solid eighth man on a team, right? Good guard. Amari Spellman, ninth, tenth, can have depth, all right? Whatever, not the pieces. So the Timberwolves got D'Angelo Russell and they lost Andrew Wiggins because of it. You add D in there, you put D Low at point, Cat at center. They're going to stay the same because. If Wiggins was there, they'd be a top four, top five team in the West. But if he's not there, they're going to be just as good as they were doing this season, which was really bad. And here's my thinking behind it, because they're missing a third star. They need a third star, or at least a third player to be competitive. Because Cat is good, but when he's the only main option and there's a number two and nobody else kind of really there, you can put a lot of attention on Cat. And Cat's one he's a great player. He can be a little soft, though, but he's still a great player. And he'll but they're not going to be as productive. D'Lo will make a difference, but he's going to have a lot of pressure on him and not having that third option. I know he did well in the Nets, but this is the Western Conference. This is a very tough conference. He's not going to against some of the best, the better guards in the league. He has to play against now more regularly, which will be difficult for D'Lo. So I think they're going to stay the same, and if they have an improvement a couple of games, they would be a top four, top five team with Wiggins because he would have added that third player that you still have to keep an eye on because if you don't guard him, he's still going to go off. Look at the Warriors. I love, I love the move by the Warriors. I think Wiggins will fit great in there. You know, like I say, he's gonna be maybe uh, he could improve to if you're doing 2K standards, an 88 to 90 overall player, especially next season with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson coming back and help. He can help kind of become the star almost. That he was always needed to be he can be the star of the team since they're gonna become kind of crippled But they're still gonna be really good players. He's gonna lack the attention, but he's gonna be really good He's gonna be a poor man's version of Kevin Durant in my opinion I like the move by Wiggins But since I want to trade him for a and a you know I like the move of Wiggins because then they could also let me add this They could pair up like a James Wiseman at center with him great team right there great team But what they're trying to do now rumors are It's offseason. They're gonna trade Wiggins and this first-round pick away and try to get somebody else people remember like Joel Embiid to go there don't like that move don't think Embiid would be a good piece there especially because the reason why I say that is they're going to need ball movement because Clay's not really a ball a dribbler he's just a shooter and Steph Curry's coming off an injury Klay Thompson's also coming off an injury so it could be um it could be a little bit more difficult because of that and so that's why I like Wiggins because he can move with the ball so that's why I believe that if they keep Wiggins the Warriors will still be a top three team in the West if they trade them away. Hot take right here: if they trade them away, even get a star like Oh, Joel Embiid. They're gonna go down to a bottom five, six, six to eight range. I want to say probably five or six, gonna hover around there though. So if so, basically the Warriors have a chance to sell you know salvaging this trade and making it the best it can be so i like the move by the warriors not so much by the, the t-wolves i like the the acquisition deal but because they're lacking that third star it's not going to be as great as you know at least could have possibly been the next trade that went down the fourth big trade of the top five big trades that went down was between miami this is not an order in particular order because of course i'm not going to say freaking craphead marcus morris is better than you know jay crowder because he's not right he's not better than him no but like these aren't really in order i'm just putting them out putting them down top five trades um but miami memphis miami got andre godala jay crowder solomon hill grizzlies got justice winslow deon waiters and james johnson when i first saw this iggy for winslow i said what the what the what the you know what i'm saying right what the fluff right no i'm just playing i was just like i was like why did this happen Winslow's younger, still a great defender. Iggy's a great defender, but he's 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 older. Andre Iguodala's a great defender, but he's older. Winslow, great defender, younger. I think he can have more on the offensive side. But the more details came through. And Miami got Iggy, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill. The Grizzlies got Justice Winslow, Dion Waiters, and James Johnson. Now, if I saw this trade was Jay Crowder for Winslow, love the move by the Heat. Because of that, because they added those pieces in there and got off who they did, heat won the trade grizzlies i think they also won the trade for let me just break this down miami they got andre udala great defender jay crowder i have always loved jay crowder he's a great shooter great three and d player you know maybe not the greatest of scores but he's a really good scorer he dropped 16 and one quarter in one of his games just now for the heat right great defender solomon hill expiring contract don't really care doesn't add much to the team was kind of good for one season for pelicans that's why he got some absurd contract for no reason so, I like, so he's just kind of there. So, the Heat, though, the Heat got a great defender with Iggy and a great 3 and D player with Jay Crowder, who can, maybe not a great score, like I said, but he can go off for runs. Grizzlies got Justice Winslow, who is a phenomenal, you know, he's, I love Winslow, right? The reason why I'm saying the Heat, well, or making up for his loss in the sense of that Winslow did not play a lot of games for the Heat, but Winslow, I love the player, I love the talent. He may not have reached it, but he's only 23. To pair it with this young Grizzlies team, you might as well add him if you're going to get rid of Iggy, who, somebody who didn't want to play for you, Salman Hill, who nobody else wanted to trade for, and who's on an expiring contract, I should add, and Jay Crowder, who's good, but he's not fitting the mold of this team, right? And he left it all out there, so Memphis had respect for him, and that's why I also believe that they liked him, right? <laughs> Unlike, you know, Andre Iguodala. But Winslow, I love the move, I love the piece, because they can at least try to develop him, and at the very least, he's getting a a decent contract three years 30 million dollar contract to put in there add some depth maybe be a sixth seventh or eighth man on this young grizzlies team to really help add the depth at the very least then they cut deon waiters then they trade james johnson away for Gorgia dang who is a very still a younger center kind of same along the same lines as Winslow. he's felt 26 27 maybe reached out his topped out of his talent but can be still be an added death piece to at least make the rotation and help these younger players develop for the Grizzlies. So that's not like them both. I like both the trades. The Grizzlies are making some noise. Might make the playoffs. The Heat, this defensive team, their depth is the reason why they might go on a run in the playoffs because they have the depth and they can. They have. The, they possess the ability to make a run because of their defenders. They're three and D. One of my biggest factors. When I, let's say, look, let's say, let's bring the back to two K, right? Let's bring it back to two K. When I play two K, when I do franchise mode on two K, I always try to do. Two things get one to two stars and put around them three and D players right so I usually like to do is get a point guard who can move the ball around he can score if you need to but move the ball around right they have that with Kendrick not he can pass he can put up a lot of points but he can pass right I like having a big man who can get boards and can get points put back some boards they have that with Bam Adebayo I love to have them get a star They have that star with Jimmy Butler, who also plays really great three and D. And then I go around, I try to add some outside shooting and some three and D players. Outside shooting, Miles Leonard, down low, he can shoot, he can shoot threes, right? Outside shooting at Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, great shooters, three and D players, Jay Crowder, Andre Gudala, they're building that mold around it. Now how far will they be able to go against some of these really good teams in the East? Don't know, I think the Heat are a really good team in the East. But they, with this trade, they added the three and D element that they really need for their depth to be able to go on a run in the playoffs. So I like the move by the Heat a lot. No bias right there, I swear. And the last big trade that went through was a four-teamer, and I just want to say, what the, what the hell were you doing, Houston? Houston, we have a problem, 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 problem. So the, so the four teams that were involved were the Atlanta Hawks. Minnesota Timberwolves, the Houston Rockets, and the Denver Nuggets. And so, sorry, I, 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 have this weird issue right now. I don't know why, but whenever I do a podcast, I always in the middle of my podcast, right, recording it, I'm always like, "Oh crap, is my mic off?" I don't know why. I just thought my mic was off just now. I looked down, it wasn't blinking, so that means it's on. Thank God it was not blinking because I was about to be like, "Oh shoot, I hate when I have to redo it. It's the worst." I've had done a it's terrible, right? Believing, right? it's not, it's not fun. But uh going back to the trade, right? Those are the four teams that were involved: the Hawks, are clinkabella and Nene. Who cares about Nene? Nene, the Nene, oh, with the whip, and the Nene, right? And then the Timberwolves, right? They see me whip. Now watch me whip, and watch me Nene. And now watch you whip, whip, and watch me Nene. Sorry, I, I, my fault, guys. So the Timberwolves, right? They got Malik Beasley, Juan Hieron Gomez, Justin Vanderbilt, Edmund Turner, and a first round pick. So they got a lot of crappy players. So they could have Malik Beasley in a first round pick is what we're trying to get at. The Rockets got Robert Covington, Jordan Bell, who they didn't flip for Kubaku from uh from the Raptors. Let me let me see if that's that was his name. Uh shoot guys. My fault, my fault, my fault. Wait, Bruno, here it is right here. Bruno Bruno Caboculo. Caboclo. sorry, I forgot this L. I forgot the L in there. Losers, right? The Rockets are losers now Caboclo, right and a second rounder and the Nuggets got Gerald Green Bates to Shabazz Napier Noah Vonlay in a first rounder, right? Okay, so we're gonna go team by team Hawks won the trade love the move They got Clint Capella who can they add down low? They need that depth I've always wished they got Jackson Hayes instead of uh Cam Reddish in that trade I always think they did at the at the uh, draft and they didn't you know Cam just ass and it was really really bad anyways but like even before that, like I wish they had Jackson Ace, But now they got that big man, right, that I've been wishing for. So they got Trey Young at point to shoot. Kevin Waiter, great shooter, gone shooting guard. Who they, but then again, they might stink this year. Get Lamelo Ball in there. Um, they have DeAndre Hunter, who's don't know what the, he's doing, but he can be a good three and D player, hopefully. And then they got uh, Cam Reddish, who who can develop maybe a three. Who knows? And Clint Capella down low. I love the move of getting Clint Capella because he's a big body guy who can get boards easy dump out passes to him right down low oh yeah i forgot they have john collins too pair him up with john collins even better they have the the athletic freak with john collins who can go up and get the ball he can be the the high flyer the dunker that they need but Clint capella can get the boards and put them back up and that can be really helpful he can get he just get the rebounds him and john collins will be a nasty duo kind of they i don't know how well they complement one another but they bring different pieces to the puzzle which i really like to see Clint capella is more of a rebounder and can dunk it, can put the ball, or rebounder, and can put the ball back up. When then you got John Collins, who's a high flyer, who can also rebound the ball. And great, great for Trey Young, right? Because they can just get the rebounds dished out three. Get the rebound, dish it out three. Rebound, dish it out three. a hey. rebound, dish it out three. Woo! Right? And then the Timberwolves, they got Malik Beasley, Juan Hiron Gomez, Justin Vanderbilt, Evan Turner, and a first-rounder. All right? I like this move by the Timberwolves, right? I like Rocco. I do. But they were trying to save up cap space, so I liked how they did that. How they tried to do that. I wish Robert Company has stayed, um, because if you think about it, if they didn't do the trade. They probably could trade him away, and add it more first rounders. Maybe to get to ELO, I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the Warriors would bite on, but you know I get maybe they attempted that. Who knows? But um, I like the move. They saved some cap space. They cut that out. Evan Turner, they're gonna free agent. They're gonna buy out. Uh, Justin number Vanderbilt. I don't even know. add some depth here in Gomez. Add some depth. But here's the reason why I like the move by the Wolves. They got rid of Roka, who's. Older because a couple years left in the contract, but they got somebody who's kind of similar But younger and a better shooter right with Malik Beasley love the move If you didn't see this earlier, he actually went off and dropped like 20 points in his debut So that's pretty good and they won their first game in like three months So that's good and they got a first round pick out of it Which is always good add another young piece to this team You never know what you can get with that late first rounder The Rockets got Robert Covington, Jordan Bell, like I said, traded for Kubaklo and a second rounder I like the move of getting Robert Covington. hate the move of trading Capella. All right, guys, let me speak on this. Robert Covington fits really well with the Rockets. I will love this move. I don't even care if they trade away Clint Capella, but they don't have a center who is nearly productive. They didn't have a big man that was good. They had their biggest big guy was P.J. Tucker, and he was getting murdered on the boards by AD. Don't know how the Lakers didn't beat them when they played that, that game against them, but they didn't. And freaking anthony davis was murdering pj tucker it was miserable to watch all right kuba kuba clue um uh is like whatever he's not gonna be a starting player he can be someone who can add height but nothing really special and then a second rounder who really cares about a second rounder right um but here's the thing love robert commenting love the fit that they were able to get a big man then i would have liked it more i heard they were trying to pursue Andre drummond but they ended up not getting him which stinks because you know that would have been wild their team would have been good their team would have been probably the second third best team in the west after that for sure but they didn't get it they lost some hype they banked on it and they didn't get it so i don't like the move by the rockets at all they should trade for drummond but i guess maybe they asked for more pieces who knows but they should have had a trade and work and i guess like they were saying that drummond might be brought up by the Cavs. again not happening nuggets got jail green Bates D up shabazz napier nova online a first rounder I really don't like that they traded away Malik Beasley, but they did have a lot of guards back there. They got a first round pick so they can use somebody... With their first round pick jill green can add some depth high flyer add some depth to the team that's good at base diop still a younger player i'm right really mad if Ohio state was a center then he got to got to, got the the nba and is now a small forward which is wild to see but he's good he's he can be a good player who knows what they can develop into still a solid bench player shabazz Napier is going to get Noah Vonleh. had his moments last year too not too much this year probably going to get cut and a first round is good to have right but who really, Okay, so I like the Nuggets. Whatever. They lost Malik Beasley. They got a first round pick out of it. They lost Juan here in Gomez. They got Bates Diogo and Joe Green. Good move. Alright, whatever. Like, I respect the move by the Nuggets. Hawks, love the move of Adam Clint Capella. Gonna have great depth, great front court um, addition to add, pair up with John Collins and to have for Trey Young. Timberwolves, um, uh, I like the move they got Malik Beasley, who's a really good bench, or a really good player, can add some depth to their bench. Go off and spread if he needs to. Like, yeah, 20 points. year Aaron Gomez, good rotational piece, and a first-round pick always good to have. Rockets got Robert Covington, second rounder, Trade Jordan Bell for Kubalko, Kublaku. Who cares? Second rounder. Who cares? Robert Covington. Like the player. Hate the move because the Rockets don't have a big men at all, at all. So, yeah, everybody won except for the Rockets, and the Rockets almost freaking had one of the greatest trades. But they didn't because I didn't get a big man. Moving on to the smaller trades that are really just cool to see. So I have two small trades that are just good cool to see, right? Like I said, cool to see. Good moves. The first one being the 76ers and the Warriors. The 76ers got Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson third. Warriors got three second rounders. Warriors got three second rounders on two expiring contractors. Good move. 76ers got Alec Burks, who is averaging a 38 field goal percentage from three this year. They need a three-point shooting. They got somebody who can add some depth, add that three-point shooting aspect with Glenn Robinson third, who doesn't really have a great three-point shooting, but can add some depth, add some rotational pieces. So I like the move. They lost a couple second rounders to, be able to add that three-point depth that they need. Uh maybe not as much as they could, but they added it there. Uh the next one being uh the next trade that was big that was small was was uh between the Sacramento Kings and the Atlanta Hawks. The Sacramento Kings got Alex and Javari Parker, Atlanta Hawks got Dwayne Denman, two Sacramenters. Love the move by the Hawks. Add another center, Dwayne Denman, who maybe not the great success, has a bigger contract, three years forty mil. Add him to the team to add depth to that center position. How it was great for Atlanta when they had him, I want to say almost last year. In two second rounders. Who doesn't love second rounders? I don't love second rounders that much. But when it comes in a certain trade aspect, good trade. All right, They got two second rounders in Dwayne Denman for an expiring contract in Alex Lynn. And Jabari Parker is one year left, about 7 mil. Like the move by the Hawks. I love it. Parker was not working out for them. Len was trash. The Kings like the move. They got rid of a disgruntled player. Don't like that they lost his two second rounds, but they got rid of a disgruntled player, got an expired contract with Alex Lynn, and Jabari Parker, not that great, has one year, six and a half mil left, not terrible to have though, who knows, maybe he can add some depth, really don't know what's going on, but uh, it can be alright right there. So that's why I like the moves, those are two of the smaller moves I really liked, and like I said, to pop things off, talk about those two small moves I liked, the big trades, and now a couple free agents and buyouts that might occur before we get to our interview with D-Beck. Beckwith, Demarcus Beckwith four-star athlete, committed to and signed with the University of Tennessee let's go Vols, baby Woo! just kidding Not, I don't like the Vols, but I like Demarcus Beckwith, that's for sure, he's a cool guy I appreciate him coming on, but uh, like I said the free agent the bias, Isaiah Thomas poor Isaiah Thomas, my guy what, he is being disrespected holy crap, this man has been all over the league, not finding a team, he's been cut I don't pity many NBA players I don't pity Isaiah Thomas, right, because he doesn't want the pity, but, like, I, I do like Isaiah Thomas, and I wish, I wish that he was on a team, all right, he's still a quality player, right, that's what I'm saying, I don't pity players, they're in the league, that's what they signed up for, but he's a quality player and deserves to be on a team, so, um, with, with, uh, with Isaiah Thomas, He's a free agent. I would hope and I would love a reunion for him to go to Boston. How cool would that be? Pretty cool. I wish he went to the Lakers. He would have some death. Hate that the Clippers caught him. I thought it would be a key piece by Isaiah Thomas on Boston. Great reunion. Great piece. They would have to, they would have to pay him. They, would pay, they need to pay him some money. All right. Not a one-year, 1.45 mil contract, minimum contract. Pay him some money. Just be like, yo, Isaiah. Alright bro, we sorry that we did not give you that max contract that the Lakers did with Kobe, but bro, you know, it's straight. We'll give you two year twenty mil. Give him some money, my right, my right no, that's not gonna happen, but it'd be cool if he got some money. So Isaiah Thomas to Boston would be very interesting. Boston right now, as I look at my options, what I'm doing with the four the four or five players I'm talking about, Boston is all over with all of them. They all want they want them all, apparently. Great fits for them all. But Isaiah Thomas to Boston would be a nice piece. I would like that great reunion could be Add a boost of scoring off the bench, like Brad Stevens. Even said Tristan Thompson. Cavs said they weren't gonna said they're gonna buy him out. Then they said we're not gonna buy him out. Then they said we're gonna buy him out. Who knows if he's where? He, who's buying him and where he's gonna be? But um, I, I I like Tristan Thompson. Right? I think Tristan Thompson would be a great addition for any team that he might go to. Add some. I, I'd be a great center. Here's what I'm saying. There's been rumors that Tristan might go to Boston or Miami. Tristan Thompson at Boston would be cool. Be a good center because apparently N.S. can is not working out too well. He's a great player, but apparently not what they expected. So he might go to Boston. He might go to Miami. Do I will I like that move? Sort of. I don't know how much of a Tristan Thompson fan I am, especially not with, that team, especially with the Heat. Because like I said, they have a 3 and D aspect to it. And if they were to put Tristan Thompson and then Bam Adebayo, they would be really struggling with that front court shooting um because i mean myers learners would be coming off the bench and i because I, mean, I doubt Tristan thompson would be like oh well some with the team if i come off the bench right so i don't know how well i like that but then tristan thompson and houston if houston got tristan thompson they're gonna maybe not be the top three team that they would be with andre drummond but maybe it's be a top five team another top five team right now but stays top five team because they're going to decline if they don't get a big man in there um uh, Cause I don't think the small ball aspect is going to last. I mean, if they want to keep the small ball aspect all the way through the playoffs, like, in the playoffs to play small ball, I like it. But not in the regular season. They're not going to thrive. So Tristan Thompson to Houston would be a very interesting piece. I don't know how much he'd buy it. If he even wants to go to Houston, buy would like the move. You know, him and James Harden, right? Then they date, like, the Jenners and the Kardashians. You know, maybe two negatives equals a positive. So, you know, hey. Two negatives might equal a positive in this time. just an option Houston be very interesting. I would like that move. Reggie Jackson is expressing he might want a buyout if he does not finish his contract up. Pistons. Right now, he's basically complimenting. or complimenting. Do I want the money? Do I want to get the bag? Do I want to get the rest of my six and a half mil? Or do I want to get a, a ring? Or an attempt at a ring, right? So, Reggie, bro, go get that ring. All right, you'll get money. All right, but I don't... I think you're fine. But if you're going go to go get that ring, go to the Lakers, okay, not the Clippers. So if you're going to the Clippers, stay, get that bag, get that money. But if you want to win a ring, go to the Lakers. That's all I'm saying, my guy. But, yeah, Reggie Jackson, the Clippers, will be a very interesting piece. He'd be a great point guard off the bench for them because uh, he's a great shooter. He's a, he's a great shooter. And maybe not the best defenders, but he can play defense, but he can shoot threes. And that's why I like him. He can provide that spark off the bench. And the, the Clippers will have the best stuff in the NBA if they got him. Then the last two people I want to talk about, I'm going to talk about in a cluster. Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith. They're both being worked out by the Los Angeles Lakers, right? Deion Waiters, if he goes to the Lakers, if Smith goes to the Lakers, they sign either one, Rondo's probably going to end up being cut. That's what it was rumored. He might be cut. So, um, I, I'm seeing, like, here's what I'm thinking. Smith is not going to sign the Lakers. Waiters is. Rondo's going to get cut. People are saying Rondo might go to Boston because they're expecting an in that. And if that happens. I don't know where IT's going to go. I don't think the Lakers should cut Rondo. I think they should try to keep him. But I don't know what they would do with their 15th roster. I don't know how it's all going to work out. But apparently, if the Lakers sign Waiters or Smith, they're cutting Rondo. Okay? And that's what the story is. Who do I like more? I want J.R. Smith there. Because I feel like J.R. Smith to be kind of a cool thing to see. I think he's going to get want that respect back on his name. He can make big threes. Because he just has a trigger trigger finger. Who knows? He just likes doing it. Dion Waiters would be interesting. But he likes to get... He, Edibles on the airplane and gets suspended for 30 games in a, in the a game in a season but uh who knows I like Jr. Smith to the Lakers by the happens Rondo might be going to Boston but like I'm like I say I would like Smith because he can just he can just shoot if he needs to Waiters who knows what happens he might be able to be that quality player like the he had with him that one season when they paid him a crap ton of money uh and I fell in love with Dion Waiters and I was like bro bro better yourself and double down and then he said I'm gonna better myself double down eat some edibles, and then, yeah, not being on an NBA team. Um, but I would like to send it to the Lakers. think going to be cool. And I actually forgot this one last player. If ever Turner gets cut, expect him. I want to say go to the Lakers. He wants to be a championship contender. He can get PT, at that 3 and D effectiveness as well. Maybe not 3 and D, mid-ND, mid-range, but he can play good defense really well. So that's why I like the moves. And that's why I think it's happening. That's my, uh, I guess you could say, that, that there's my NBA trade down, trade deadline, report, Uh, who big trades some of the small trades to keep an eye on, and some free agents to look at. Uh, And now we got right now coming up a great interview with DeMarcus Beckwith. Like I've been mentioning, four-star athlete who just signed with the University of Tennessee to play both football and basketball. Here it is. Thank you guys for listening. Here is DeMarcus Beckwith with Gameball Podcast. So today joining us on the Game Ball Podcast, we have a four-star recruit who just signed with the University of Tennessee to play not only one sport, but two sports, both football and basketball. Demarcus Beckwith joined the show. Thank you for coming on, Demarcus, and how are you doing today? I'm
1: doing all right. How about yourself?
0: Uh, I'm, doing, I'm, pre- I'm doing pretty well. I mean, it's uh, snowing in South Carolina, so that's pretty interesting stuff over here. Um, so I feel like I almost had to start off with this question right now, but uh, you play both football and basketball. So, what sport? Yes, what sport do you enjoy playing the most? I uh, actually play basketball the most. Really? Why is that? Uh,
1: it's just like the excitement, you know, after a big shot or a good mm-hmm. move or something like
0: that. Yeah, every every shot counts in basketball. That's that's what I like to say. Everything matters. Yeah. So, yeah. so I guess you're I guess you're gonna be like the next uh, Kyla Murray, two sport athlete over here. Yes, sir. All right. So um. In an article I read, you uh, you stated that you really wanted the opportunity to continue playing both you know both sports, both football and basketball, in college. How big of a, how big of that was in your decision process? Like how big of how big effect did that have on deciding where you wanted to attend college? Uh, you know it was a big, um, big you because
1: know, like I've been playing both, like majority, you know, mm-hmm. all of my sports career. Yeah. And, you know, it's, like, it's what I'm used to. I'm used to playing one. You know, one sport in one season, and then going, taking a small break, and jumping right into the next one. So it's, it's just all all about what I'm used to, you know? Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, did you did this, like, make you, like, rule out certain colleges? Like, did it maybe offer you the chance to play one of the other sports? Uh, nah, it
1: didn't really cause me to rule them out. I mean, you know, because at first, they offered me, well, they offered me for one sport, and then... It was the next one that came when they saw that I was, like, you know, good at basketball.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. So why did you ultimately decide to sign with Tennessee?
1: uh, I had a whole bunch of connections outside of, like, football. And I had, like, friends there. And Mm -hmm. um, it was, like, people that we knew, you know, like, like my family knew and stuff like that. I just felt like it was a home away from home. Yeah, of course.
0: That makes sense then. Um. Why did you decide to play both football and basketball? That's something I like to ask somebody. Like, wh- what, why? Why did you decide to play them growing up? Um. Really,
1: it, it just it. I ain't gonna say it kept me out of trouble, but mm-hmm. it kept me, you know, occupied. It, it you know, it, it was just something to do. You mm-hmm. know, in my free time. You know, I didn't. I didn't like. I wasn't the type to stay inside all the time. Yeah. And, you know, play video games and stuff like that. I was the type that was going outside. You know, getting dirty. And stuff like that. So yeah, that makes sense. Playing, playing sports is, it, it really just kept me occupied. And once I found out I was like good with it. Once I once I found out I was good with it and stuff like that, and you know I just wanted to
0: take it to another level. Yeah, for sure. So mentioning that, like you said, you once you found out you're good, you want to take it to another level. How like when did you start realizing that you had a special talent in sports? Uh,
1: it had to be middle school. Middle school? It, it was, yes, sir. It was some. It was it had to be sometime around middle school you know, when you know, like everything just excelled mm-hmm. and I, I just got better and better with everything and then some of my coaches and some some of the other coaches from the other team started telling tell me I was gonna be some
0: special
1: one yeah. to kinda, you
0: know, put that to use. Yeah, for sure. Um, so do you like do you try to model your game after anybody in particular for one sport or the other? Uh yes, yeah, basketball, you know, I, I kinda always wanted
1: to be like you know, I played similar to LeBron in basketball, uh-huh. and in football, like I always liked Cam Newton. I always
0: looked up to Cam Newton, and I and then I thought I played like him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. Like my top models. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, hey, I love I love LeBron, so I don't blame you there. Uh, so going back to, or I guess looking going to high school right now, Florence, you played there. How big of a like, how big of an impact did that program have on you as improving your game as a player in both sports? That was a big impact, you know. It was a whole bunch of
1: um, my family there. It was a whole bunch of coaches that loved me and took me in. Mm-hmm. You know, they just pushed me, and it wasn't just them coaching me, just to be my coach. You know, they coached me because we liked each other as a person, mm-hmm. and, and so like it was like a closer relationship, and like with the staff and the coaches and some of the students. You know, like like the older kids when I were when I was young. You know, they pushed me and they wanted me to be the best I could be
0: yeah of course so they they help you improve rather than just being an athlete but a person so that's that's something great something you always want to hear um so so uh when you're when you're not playing football and you're not playing basketball i know you said you like you like going outside and doing stuff so i don't know how this might apply to you but like what do you do in your free time we don't have to worry about that type of stuff uh, sometimes you
1: know I just like being out in the woods, you know, bonfires, you know, 4 and, and stuff like that. Uh huh. You know, I grew I grew up over here in like the country part of town, so like usually when I have free time, then I have
0: like nothing to do it to keep me occupied. Uh uh-huh. I'm not practicing a friend. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, when you you said like it helped you, so Florence helped you improve a lot as a person in football and basketball. Like, what aspects did you grow as an athlete? Like. Did you get stronger in a way or make better, become a better decision maker? How were you able to grow the most? Well, it really helped me
1: being, being a leader and decision making because uh, some years it was, it was years like we weren't that good and like sometimes it felt like it was only one one or two cute players and I had to step up. like As a younger player, I had to step up and be one of the big factors. So. That that helped me with the leader role and like with the decision making with me playing quarterback and all and not not too many you know big targets to choose from so mm-hmm. like, it, it helped me with my decision making.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Then, so going through the whole like recruiting process, you know, what was it like receiving your first college offer? Uh, you know, it felt good.
1: I was excited to receive my first offer. You know, I wasn't really expecting it, mm-hmm. and it all just like came so fast because it was it was actually basketball season when I received the offer, and Coach Friend came and he came to talk to me at the school and stuff like that. So I mean, it was really exciting.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, but speaking about the whole recruiting process, you know, you you recruited and offered from a lot of like great programs. You know, whether that be you know Tennessee, Florida. Auburn you know was how what was that whole process like was it fun was it stressful you know what what was going through your mind during it all
1: uh yes sir. It, it was quite stressful because like you said I'm a big basketball guy and at the same time as like they were recruiting me it was all during like the basketball season and, they, and at the same time they were trying to get me to like visit and come on campus and stuff like that get mm-hmm. me to come to camp so I was playing basketball and stuff like through the season and then when the summer came around it was AAU season so it wasn't really much free time that I had to come visit but I could but I did make some of those visits when I could Uh so by them like asking me all the time to come visit and stuff like that it was
0: just overwhelming yeah it it must have been very hectic yeah no doubt about that Uh, but being a four-star recruit you know you're recognized nationally like people that you may not even never heard of know about you how does it affect your social life uh well
1: I I definitely blew up big, you know, mm-hmm. especially locally.
0: I yeah. blew up big
1: and and even, you know, like down in Florida, Georgia, uh, places that I have visited, mm-hmm. like I, I'm known a little bit around those parts too. Yeah. So like like if I post my social media that I'm I'm going to be at, you know, at a certain university or in that city, then some people will hit me up and stuff like that. Ask how I'm doing, you know, ask to hang out sometime.
0: Yeah. So like
1: this whole recruiting process and stuff like that—it's it's really, it really make me blow up.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, do you do you do you like that? Do you like being recognized by a lot of people, or did you want to be like you know? I guess you could say like more low key. Well, I mean, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing, you know.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just something I, I don't really want to put all my focus on, you know, being big on social media and being being big socially like that. But I mean, I guess it's a great thing that I am known.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're about to be a bigger name, especially when you're in college. So, I guess more things to look forward to. <laughs> but uh, so during your commitment reveal, you know, you had I think one of the funnest, funniest ones. You like you trolled Florida. You know, what what was your thinking into that? Like, why did you decide to do that to Florida and just kind of poke fun at them when you decided to commit to Tennessee and sign with them? Oh uh, yeah, well I I most
1: definitely didn't um, mean no disrespect to Florida like that. You uh-huh. know, I just I just wanted to do something different. for Yeah. Me my, you know, my, my, my choosing, so I just wanted to do something different, you know, I didn't, I, I still wanted to show kind of class, I didn't want to really disrespect another college, but uh-huh. like, you know, I just wanted to be
0: different with yeah. you know, with the whole hat and the, the Superman thing. Yeah, that was funny, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I bet Tennessee fans were loving that, you know, I can just yeah, imagine. they, they, they <laughs> actually made
1: like a little GIF out of it too. <laughs> That's
0: pretty funny right there. Um. So, looking looking ahead into college and Tennessee, how will you be able to help, uh, help Tennessee grow its program into a national contender in both football and basketball?
1: Well, uh, one of the first things Coach Pruitt and Fran and some of the more uh, they, they they mentioned to me that a lot of the receiving core is going like uh, Marquez, you know, and yeah. Juan. So I just want to come in the fill spot, you know, and be like one of the next top athletes who come there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to make the, the biggest impact early.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And so you're willing to play really wherever you need to, I guess. Yes, sir. Alright, yes, that's cool. That's cool to hear. Um, do you have like so? You know, you were re- being recruited as an athlete, right? So that means you can really play anywhere. Because in high school, you played quarterback, wide receiver, took some handoffs. You know, do yes, do you like have a preference of where you want to play, or are you just like put me anywhere and I'll play there? Well, for well, as of
1: now, you know, it's, it's really you know put me anywhere and I'll go as a player there. Mm-hmm. But, like, I say, like, early on, you know, I did want to play quarterback. I did want to stay there, you know, because I felt like I could be trusted, you know, mm-hmm. with, like, knowing everybody's roles. And, yeah. you know, I could be trusted with being the leader of the field. Well, but I
0: – now it's really just, like, you know, put me wherever I need it because yeah. that
1: sometimes that could be a bigger
0: role. Yeah. And it shows, and it will represent you as a leader. So I respect that right there. But uh, I mean, those wildcat formations—you know—you gotta be expecting some of those. Like, come on, those are gonna be popping up for you all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, being recruited, um, do, have you had the chance to speak to any of like the uh, other people in your recruiting class, like who are committing to Tennessee and signed with them? Uh, not
1: really. I haven't spoken. I haven't spoken to too many of them uh-huh.
0: uh, yet. But uh, like,
1: I, you know. I saw Malachi a like you know, he signed, and I'm yeah. looking at
0: talking to him soon, and Harrison Bailey. Yeah, for sure. I mean, speaking about Malachi, uh, he's also, you know, going to Tennessee to play, to pursue two sports, both football and basketball. Uh, yeah. How cool do you think it is that, like, you will have the opportunity to, like, go into the same experience and be able to play, to, uh, have, kind of go through the same experience as him and have somebody by your side doing the same exact thing as you? Well, yeah, I think I, I think we could be pretty comfortable in
1: doing that because, you know, it's not too many people that go in and play two sports like that. So, mm-hmm. like, if we ever have any trouble or anything, you know, we could probably ask each other for tips or, you know, lean on each other, you know, when we're, like, tired or something or yeah. like, just feel like we're out of it or it's too much. So, like, by us playing two sports together and probably us being the only two to
0: play basketball and football, then we could probably help each other out. Yeah, no doubt um so have you you've had so obviously you've had the chance to meet both coach pruitt and coach barnes what was your initial reaction to meeting them and just getting to know them
1: uh you know they're pretty saying i'm guys you know I, I i see myself playing with them you know the next three to five years and you know i just i just like the relationship with them
0: mm-hmm. so do, how do you think they'll be able to help you grow as like a person I said our relationship is like pretty close, especially with Coach Pruitt. I haven't really got to talk to Coach Bond yet, for real, because he's still in season.
1: Yeah, but but like I feel like we'll go closer and you know, we'll have that type of uh, you know, you know, player coach, you know, man to man, um, bond in mm-hmm. relationship. So, like, outside
0: of football, I feel like I can come to him. like, with anything like like any trouble you know yeah. or, or me
1: needing to talk to him you know yeah. on
0: a personal level I feel like I can trust him to do that uh, that's great to hear that's something you always want to hear as you know a player with a coach that's great to hear um but uh so kind of like just you know like I mentioned I want to like get to know you more as a person rather than just a player so this question is I guess you could say a little off topic but i like to ask it so if you could meet any three people in the world living or dead who would you want to meet? uh um, Say any two any three there's anybody any just three, three people living or dead yeah uh, i mean for me i'd probably say like lebron james um yeah well actually i've i've saw
1: lebron at a, at a tournament before oh you have i saw I, yes yeah, i saw like a like a couple nba players at that tournament and stuff so i guess i would say uh mj uh-huh um uh, Probably Mike Epps uh-huh. as a
0: comedian. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and maybe Cam Newton. Cam Newton. All right. I mean, hey, there you go. That's a, that's a pretty uh, pretty good list right there. Speaking yeah. about uh, speaking about MJ, who's who's the goat? Michael or LeBron? I still think it's MJ. Oh, really? Because yeah. com- uh, competition was different back then. You know, people were, you know more hard nosed and stuff yeah. like that. I guess. I mean, I guess. I I, th- I think it's LeBron because I just feel like the games, you know, transform so much. I think it's just. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm a LeBron. I'm a LeBron guy. You know, I love LeBron. I always have. So, gotta yeah. stick with him. Well, yeah, you you right about that because like nowadays,
1: you know, it's like everybody
0: can jump out the gym. everybody yeah. can, can touch the top of the backboard and stuff like that. It's just the only difference is like it's more hard nosed yeah. like that. Like, uh, you know, Yeah, but I I get. When MJ played, yeah. I, I get that, but I mean, I guess my one my one thing I'd like to say though is like Michael, he had like you know even with him, he had Dennis Robin, yeah, Dennis Rodman, all yeah. the all these stars. Like he was like th- he he was the only team with like the super like the super team, I you could say back then. Well, yeah, meanwhile, there's a bunch you know freaking the Warriors had Kevin Durant and Steph Curry for no reason. I I don't even know why it's a thing. You know that was yeah. should have been illegal, but you know it is what it is, but that's what i like to say right there um yeah. so obviously a lot of people know that i guess you could say your special talent right is football and basketball but do you have any hidden talents Hidden talents? Uh, i probably do i just can't think of them right now <laughs> but i mean i i you
1: know i don't know like <laughs> there's probably some stuff that i could do that
0: that'll probably amaze you but it don't amaze me. I just can't think of them right now. Oh, hey, well if you ever think of anything you know at all, just hit me up. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I'll figure <laughs> something out. Um yeah. so do you have like a like a go to like a go to meal? Like a go to place to get food or anything like that? Uh you know I I
1: really just eat a little bit of everything, it's uh-huh. just what I'm feeling but like I guess anything with meat I guess is my go to meal. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anything like fill
0: me up with uh-huh. the protein and stuff like that. Yeah, carbs. Like I, I like pasta. Like nice, you know, oh, like yeah, pasta, pasta smash. Bro. That stuff is good. I love myself some yeah. pasta. Um, do you have like a like a favorite uh, person to listen to to get hyped up like music wise before a game or anything like that? Um, listen to a
1: little bit of rap like NBA YoungBoy, mm-hmm. uh, Money
0: Bag, Yo. Yeah, makes sense. You know. Yeah, I get that. There's relatable stuff right there. Um, so uh, I really listen to like a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. I guess. Do you listen to any country music? <laughs> yes, I do actually. You do? All right, there you go. We yeah. got a country guy over here. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. <laughs> um, so have you had a have you had the chance to maybe like think about what you want to potentially major in when you get to college? Yes. Uh, what 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 are you thinking about? Uh, emergency rescue services. Oh, really? Why is that? Why'd you wanna? Why do you think about doing that? <clears throat> uh, you know, this
1: is like around
0: here. It's like a whole bunch of people that you know are like seeing
1: like a lot of trouble. Yeah. Or not like
0: but, like them in a strain or whatever. And, you know, I was just interested in like helping out. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, uh, a couple episodes ago, I actually interviewed a uh, Robert Hunt. He's like uh, he's going to enter the uh, NFL draft. He's going to be like a second round pick. But yeah, he told me that he wants to. uh when he when he was majoring, he wants to become like a high school, you know, teacher or something like that to be able to help out the youth and really inspire them. So I I really I, really, I like that. You know, I think that's a very great thing to do, very respectable. So I like to hear that type of stuff. Um, but uh, my last question, you know, I like to ask everybody this, especially. Um, it's but it's about your character. So if you could have anybody know anything about you, whether that be a fan, a doubter, you know, a coach just anything at all, what would you want them to know about you, just as a as a you know your character, your personality? Uh, well, you know, most people like my friends
1: or like people I go to school with, they know like I'm a people's person, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes me around school. Uh, you know, the teachers, you know, they like me. So, like, I have a whole bunch of friends. I, I go around school talking to everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. I come to them with a smile on my face, you know, hey, what's up to everybody? Yeah. You know, so I'm like one of the most humble persons ever. Like, I'm not never cocky about anything, you know, like. For instance, like, the moment that I blew up with all these offers, I wasn't really rubbing it in everybody else's face. I yeah. wasn't rubbing it in, like, my teammates' face and stuff like that, uh-huh. you know. And, of course, I had people that, that was hating, you know. I didn't deserve the offers and stuff like yeah. that. But, you know, I was just saying, like, you ain't got to worry about me. But, like, I just told them, I was like, they might come, you know. You just got to keep playing, you know, worry about yourself. Yeah. So, like,
0: everything people got to say about me, they'll probably say, like, I'm, like, one of the most humble people people and you yeah. know like happy all yeah. the time. for sure i mean those are great qualities to have you know this has been this was a yeah. great, great interview great getting to know you know you know you're a leader very humble you have a bright future ahead of yourself and i wish you nothing but the best uh with your future you know in te- uh, with football and basketball in tennessee so i uh, thank yes, you for coming man, on to Right. Yes, sir. See you, man. All right, so that was Demarcus Beckwith, who was just joining the show. Uh, appreciate him taking some time out of his day to uh, come on. You know, he obviously has a very busy life with football, basketball, recruiting. And that was it. Was it was a good interview? You know, we got to know him. We got to know what he was, his interests, what he likes to do, who he is as a person, which I always like to get to know about with somebody. Um, and I think Tennessee, you know that he that's just one representation of you know why they have a top ten recruiting class and just one of the players that they had to add to their top ten recruiting class in football. I know Tennessee has a bright future ahead of themselves. DeMarcus has a very bright future ahead of himself as well uh, to continue his career and continue you know growing as a person and a player at the University of Tennessee. And as always, we got to give out the game ball to somebody. And, you know, if you guys aren't used to it, the game ball gives out. You know, I give it out to somebody who had who who did something great in the community or just did, had a very big accomplishment um and that game ball is going out to demarcus because you know as you could tell you know thank you he took his time out of his day to come on my our this podcast do an interview and uh, we got to get to know him a little bit who hear who he is as a person but i just you know being here like what he wants to major and he wants to get back to the community at one point and really help out those people that might be at risk and such and help out when back in florence on alabama so that's a very noble thing for him to do humble guy he's a leader he's an athlete and we wish like i said we wish him nothing but the best of luck and his future um as a person and an athlete so thank you guys for listening to game ball podcast with your host massimontia and i look forward to hearing or having you guys come back and listening to my next episode next time see you guys